Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is a question that became something of a joke, and my answer is direct. We are not getting prepared. We are not working on a dirty bomb. With protests gripping the country's universities and high schools, and strike action by teachers, business owners, factory workers, even oil refinery workers, the backbone of Iran's economy. The call for reform and for regime change is only growing louder. So what you first heard there was a spokesman for somebody in the government uh, with Ukraine saying, we're not building a dirty bomb, that's ridiculous. And then there is some belief from some people involved in the Russian military that Putin is never going to use nuclear weapons, which I hope is true. I really, really hope is true. We welcome to the program Mike Lines. He's a military analyst we like to have on all the time. Mike served with various military organizations in both the United States and Europe throughout his career. Um, went to West Point. All kinds of really cool stuff that make you a regular guest on CNN. I see you there all the time. I look for your... Your shots on CNN. Mike Lines, uh, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate it. Uh, Jack, thanks so much for having me back. Yeah, I'm following this story closely, but I feel like there's been a, um, a, a dead spot in coverage for the last week or so over what's going on with Kursan and that region. Can you fill us in on what's happening? 
sure. So the tactical military guys, right, the generals and the, the people that like to see the moving tanks on the ground are noticing that um, the Ukraine military is doing very well. They're winning battles in this area there, and they're taking advantage of the Dnepro River, which is a natural boundary between, um, let's say, Kherson and kind of the rest of that occupied region within Ukraine that Russia has been in, in since 2014. And um, if if um, Ukraine can push Russia out of Kherson, back across that river, then the question gets to Ukraine is how do they cross the river if they want to keep this attack going? But then also if you go a little bit further east there, there's a separation that could take place. They could, they could basically cut off the Russian military from its supply chain that would come from, from the east. And you could have 10 to 20,000 Russian soldiers um, surrounded and potentially surrender. They're, they're going to get cold too. Winter's coming, right? So they're going to get cold here in December and January. And, and so I think from the tactical perspective, from the battleship you know, space perspective, the military guys are looking at this saying we have a real opportunity to really put Russia in a bind. However, Russia is still fighting the strategic battle, and they're coming back with drones. They're hitting Kiev. They've got swarms. They've got all other kinds of things. And so Ukraine has got to also worry about air defenses. So there's multidimensional military chess taking place right now. And, um, you know, if the Ukraine military on the ground in the chaotic face of the battle can force Russia to large area surrenders, they might bring them to the negotiation table. Who knows? Wow. So there is a pretty consequential battle perhaps being lined up right now yeah that's the way i see it and it's not only for kherson it's for that whole southern region because now it threatens crimea which i think is their alamo um that that is non-negotiable from russia's perspective they have to have that warm water port and they've had it for the last hundred plus years they've had a an agreement with the Ukraine government to have it. You see Elon Musk, you know, in his tweets about trying to make peace, saying right. that, you know, Russia gets it. I mean, it's almost like a fait accompli. Um, you know, that that is something that without that, Russia does not project power in, in, in the Middle East, doesn't project power in the Mediterranean or in the Atlantic. It, it creates a significant problem for the Black Fleet. Where does the Black Fleet go at that point? So so that's their, that's their Alamo, and that might be the place where, they do use those tactical nukes to, to to create a boundary between them and Ukraine as they as they try to you know formally try to retake it. Well, I want to ask you about that, but before we get to that, you know, Zelensky says it's non-negotiable from his standpoint too that you're staying in right. Crimea. Of course, that could be a negotiating position. Yeah, I mean, the, the, it's it's going to be hard, difficult for the Ukraine people and him in particular to you know acquiesce any territory i think back to russia even though they've occupied a lot of those regions since 2014 they've, they've had influence over it at the very least and they've influenced their congress it's part of the reason why the ukraine government was in such turmoil for the past few years because the the so many of the politicians in that part of, of ukraine were on russia's side and, and um you know it's hard and again today's world to all of a sudden be cutting up this country and then having it sliced over to russia but that might be the the likely scenario, especially you know they could start building a wall. Let's get, you know get back to 1950s technology here. Like they start building a wall between those two areas, and then it becomes you know really a, a pretty large demarcation line. I want to talk about the nuke thing before I get to that. I was going to read from a piece later in the program from David French in the Dispatch, who continues to make the argument that this is the most consequential story in the world is what happens with Ukraine and Russia, and making the argument for why we need to continue to support the Ukrainians, et cetera, et cetera. Would you agree that it is the most consequential thing going on right now? 
Um, for the United States, no. It's a, it's a regional conflict, and it has more impact on what happens in Europe. And for those people who are globalists, they might think that's the case. But really, at the end of the day, this is a regional conflict. It does not, you know, it's important for the United States from a from a national security perspective, but um, it, it's not it's not the most important. We've got to keep our eye clearly on our main threat, and that's China, and that's what could happen in the Pacific. I think we can do what we can as an infrastructure to support the Ukraine military. I mean, what's happening is, for example, the air defense platforms that we ordered, the, the Army ordered 50 of them, let's say. I, I think that's what the number was, 50 from Raytheon. And I think we've bumped that number down to allow 20 of them to be built for Ukraine. They won't get there till the spring, and it might not even matter. So those are the kind of things we're doing in our country to try to help this. But from our national security perspective, it, it's not, you know, we're not putting troops there. It's not, it's not enough to start World War III, that's for sure. Well, I'm glad I asked you. So you don't think if this went the wrong way and Russia gets to keep a big chunk of Ukraine, that that destabilizes the world so much that it's uh, the most important story out there? I don't, and it all comes down to back to what these European countries do when that potentially happens. If they, you know, everybody wants the world to go back to February 23rd, right? They all want, they want the, they want the oil, they want the, the, the you know, they, they want all that to, to happen, but that, that won't happen. So look at the Germans. The Germans have decided to go ahead and sell China a, a quarter of one of their major ports in Hamburg. I mean, like, no one's learning. No one's realizing where the world is going here and how it's getting, you know, kind of divided up. I think that um, we have to recognize, you know, when, when there's finally peace in Ukraine at some point, there'll be something called Ukraine left over, and the and the the, the West should do what it can to rebuild that country. But but anything to the east of it, it, it we've got to be dealt with, and we've got to recognize we have to cut that off and not have these kind of relationships with that that'll allow them to expand their imperialistic motives because that's what they're trying to do. Great. Glad I asked. Glad we got that point of view. Now to the nuclear weapon thing. Why is Russia claiming that the Ukrainians are going to use a dirty bomb? What do you think is going on there? Yeah, it's false flag stuff. You know, the Putin playbook, right? All that, all those things you hear these guys talk about. It, it is, um, it's a scorched earth type uh, strategy or, or tactic, actually, that um, doesn't do anybody any good. If they decide to destroy the the nuclear plant in Zaporizhia, for example, or um, you know use some kind of chemical that will have a long term effect, I mean, obviously a, a nuclear type implosion or something would be a lot worse. Um, but dirty bombs are you know terror type uh, weapon systems that that uh, you know deployed in subway systems, for example, designed to you know kind of kill quickly and, and terrorize the population. Russia is going to wreck anything that it can't keep. It's going to wreck, and we have to say that that's what's going to happen, and and know that um, they have the capability to do that, and they're not going to stop. It's in their DNA. They're not stopping, and and they're going to continue to fight this. They're, they're not going to give up the winner, for example. They're going to do whatever they can as as the drones and the and the missile systems. They're targeting right now the infrastructure energy infrastructure they're going right after the heart of kiev they're going to try to put as many ukraine in the cold and the dark as possible they can for for this winter they're not going to get, they're not going to give that opportunity up so you are uniquely qualified to talk about this whole using a tactical nuke explain what your background is in, in that and then how russian might russia might use that to escalate to de-escalate there in crimea so I was a tactical nuclear officer in Europe in the in the, the 1980s when we had those weapon systems, and if we were going to use them, we'd use them in the retreat, um, as because they fire a certain distance, let's say anywhere from 18 to 20 miles ahead, and they would render that area, you know, in, uninhabitable for a certain period of time. 
they they are combat multipliers and they also they kind of fix conventional forces in play because they can't then come through those areas and that's likely what they could possibly do in Crimea if they if they use that as kind of the the last ditch effort now we would be able to monitor whether they're in theater or not using satellites using different technologies to say um but um but they're also dangerous and given the fact that they haven't necessarily fired one they're like they're most likely delivered by artillery they could blow up in the tubes they could destroy russian units that are trying to use them themselves so there's, there's lots of things that can go wrong still with what's going there uh when it comes to using a nuclear weapon which i which is, in, in most cases is why they'll be used at the, at the absolute very last use so was our policy back when you're dealing with this during the cold war if we were getting uh, overrun by uh, you know the the Soviet Union all decide you know what we're going to try to take more of Europe. If we were getting overrun, we would have used a tactical nuke to, to to give us ourselves some time to regroup or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we had them in our in our battery. We would have we, we practiced taking them on our tactical exercises, and we practiced going through the authentication codes of having them released and actually using them. And they were not used in the off. They weren't potentially used in the offense. I mean, I can talk about this now. It's all declassified. The, the General Defense Plan of Europe is called double, the 33001. I'm sure any of your listeners that were back then, they probably probably bringing back a, a good memory of it. But, uh, but that's what it was all about. It was using a tactical nuke in order to buy U.S. time to, to retreat because we were outnumbered and outgunned six to one, ten to one on comes in terms of people back then, and that was the way we were going to defend Western Europe in the mid eighties. Well that's interesting. So I'm and I'm far from a Putin apologist, but so it wasn't unthinkable for us to do that if we were getting our asses kicked and retreating. So Russia might do the same. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's their perception if they are, you know, not doing well and if their conventional forces aren't aren't doing that that I the thing is they they probably have enough conventional firepower to at least hold that off. And if they if they have to cross it, it's going to again. It's likely that last piece in Crimea that they would they would if they think that that's being threatened, that might be that only time. But what it does again fixes the conventional forces on the other side because once you fire tactical nukes across the front, then you're not seeing conventional forces going in that area or anytime soon. It renders that area uninhabitable. Aren't some of these videos amazing? Of these fat old men or young kids with buying their own uniforms and no weapons and no food and no water and everything? It's just incredible. Yeah, the thing is, you know, we don't fight that way, obviously, but um, for every one of those you see, there's nine other Russians that are doing it because they know that if they don't do it, you know, if they try to get away, they're going to get shot in the back or something like that. And, um, you know, Russia's trying to buy time. You saw them making a deal with Belarus, for example, to use some kind of joint task force. They they need, you know, twenty to 30,000 troops right now. If they had twenty to 30,000 kind of shock troops that were trained for the last six months that were, you know, good at soldiering and good at doing this, it would be very influential on the battlefield right now. They just don't have that. So both sides are war of attrition taking place and both sides are being attrited down and Russia is just piecemealing holes in the lines here. But if they can, if either side can come up with a formidable force, um, it would influence the tactical battle and, and, and really, you know, win the day for it, for example. Interesting stuff. That's why I follow Mike Lyons on Twitter and perk up whenever I see him on uh, on cable news. Thanks for coming on with us today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And, and one of the reasons I really like talking to him, and I mean, not only is his expertise, I mean, he actually has worked with tactical nukes to deploy them in the very same way Russia might, uh, for instance, is he he has a unique perspective. If you take in a lot of the punditry, his 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 view is different than most of the punditry you hear. 
Like, I'm not expert enough to know who's right, but like hearing different voices on these these topics. If you have any comment on what he just said, text line 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. Uh, we got more to talk about. Stay tuned. We got this text. Morning, guys. Listening as my wife and I are packing for our honeymoon that was delayed by COVID. Be tuning in again around mid-November. So, geez, what are you? You're getting a couple of weeks off then. Awesome. Um, so your honeymoon was a way back, but now you're going to do it. I don't know how that, how that would feel, the honeymoon distance from the wedding. Not much. Might be nice, actually. Um, but have a good time. Speaking of COVID. You might have a coworker with COVID who's at work. The majority of us go to work when we're sick. We got a new study on that coming out. But first, this. Uh, if uh, you are a parent like me who has kids that play video games, you wonder about this all the time. How bad are video games for my kid? Well, here's a new report. Gamers rejoice. Turns out all those late night hours playing Super Mario may actually have been good for you. According to a study sponsored by the National Institutes of Health, Children who played video games for three or more hours a day performed better with impulse control and memory tests than kids who didn't play any video games at all. Ah! The young gamers also had higher levels of activity in the parts of the brain associated with attention and working memory. But not so fast, Sonic. Researchers stopped short of saying there's a positive link between gaming and improved cognitive skills. The lead author of the study wrote in part, while we cannot say whether playing video games regularly caused superior neurocognitive performance, it is an encouraging finding and one that we must continue to investigate. Yeah, and uh, who paid for the study, I always wonder. God, if I'm Nintendo... I'm hiring scientists all around the world to try to come up with any positive news about video games. Uh, that could be true. I don't have any idea if it is or not. There could be some positive. The, the downside, obviously, though, is the opportunity cost. That's always the downside. Well, it's the downside of everything. Uh, that's the the whole that's the way you structure your life all day, every single day. But, man, if, you, if your kids play a couple hours of video games, that's a couple hours they didn't practice a musical instrument. You know, exercise, obviously... Just figure out something else they're interested to do on their own. Um, that's what I worry about a lot. Uh-oh, hold on. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> Coronavirus! You know, I'm a cron man. Could be. Michael, You did you take any COVID tests? Um, Be honest. No, I haven't. You did not. So you were I sick. think it's just a cold, though. You think? Yeah, I'm pretty you, sure. You were sick for oh, for about a week. No, you only no, missed I two been, days. Yeah, I only missed two days. I, I came down on Monday, and I'm already recovering. But no COVID test. Do you have any COVID tests at home? I might. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think it's recommended you take a COVID test. I'm not your mom or your boss, but I think it's recommended you take a COVID test. Uh, do people come to work sick, even with COVID? Yeah, quite a few. We've got a report on that, um, among other things. We're going to talk about some California politics, uh, particularly around the idea of California's war on Trump, which Gavin Newsom has been leading the way on. Gavin Newsom, who could possibly be 
running against Trump for the presidency in 2024. Who knows? A lot on the way. Hope you can stay with us. If you miss an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, look, there is no one who said Fetterman did a good job last night. It was awful. However, the big question remains, how much is it going to hurt him? Maybe we're in this new era of politics where nothing matters. We're so tribal. We just want to make sure that the guy, as Britt said, can sit on the Senate floor and raise his hand for your your team. That is right. That's Mara Lyson from NPR. She was on Fox yesterday saying we are in a new era of politics where nothing matters. That is true. Did my team get more people than your team? Character doesn't matter according to polls. Health doesn't matter according to polls. Just do I get more people for my team? That's just the era we're in. We're going to talk a little California politics, and a lot of you uh, don't live in California, but California uh, is about to be the fourth biggest economy in the world. One out of eight Americans live in California, and I think the governor is going to try to become president of the United States. Plus, a lot of things that happen in California spread across the country. We're going to talk with Katie Grimes. She's the editor of the California Globe. 
longtime investigative journalist covering the California State Capitol and the co-author of California's War Against Donald Trump. Who wins? Who loses? Katie, welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Good morning, Jack. Thank you. Uh, before we get into something uh, probably of more importance, I was just looking at this whole drag queen pumpkin carving thing that Senator Wiener's yes. having over the weekend. Yes. Uh, what what is the what is the obsession with v- v- pushing drag queens into everything all the time? But anyway, so it says for for families, which I assume means kids. I've also, if you want to take your kid. To a pumpkin carving judged by drag queens, go ahead, but I just don't know why drag queens have to get shoved into every event now. Yeah, you ask such a good question. I think uh, uh, millions of California parents want to know this as well. Um, it, every every event Senator Weiner holds, and Senator Weiner, for those who aren't familiar with him, he is a San Francisco uh, state senator. Um, he is openly gay. He, most of his legislation surrounds, um, the gay community in the state. Uh, so for him, this is just normal. I think what he wants is to make it normal for everybody else. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. That in San Francisco is its own thing, even in California for California as a whole. And we've been talking about this mostly using your article, but I think this is damned interesting because, well, first of all, you think Gavin Newsom is going to run for president? I do. Yeah, I do yes. too. So, um, so that's why this becomes an issue for you wherever you live, because I think there's a decent chance he's the Democratic nominee running for president against Trump or DeSantis or whoever. And he's going to tout all the amazing things he did in the state of California, including how the test scores for California kids were better during the pandemic than all other states, including Florida. How is that dishonest, Katie Grimes? Oh, it's so dishonest. Um, first of all, we were one of the states that was locked down the longest. So our kids, and you have kids, know fully well uh, that, that the kids were out of, out of you know, in-person school. So the, the learning loss, parents could see day by day, month by month. Um, what's so interesting about the actual um, uh, test, the, the, the national testing that he's talking about is he is trying to compare California students to the rest of the country on learning loss when that's certainly not what the national testing was for in the first place. He should be talking about California kids and their actual test scores. And what was actually more important that is that the kids went into COVID already the worst test scores in the country. Um, so 2019, our kids were, you know, half the kids could barely read. A third of them weren't even competent in math. And so then you pile on top of that the, the, the lockdowns the, the, uh, the, and, and the distance learning, I think is where I was trying to go with this. Um, so the new national assessment um, tests, which our state did try to keep secret, they wanted to cover this up until after the midterm election, which is another story in and of itself. Um, but these did come out and they show that California's kids aren't doing well compared to other states' kids. But we should be more concerned with our own kids' test scores and they are abominable. Um, what this showed is that White students dropped from a math proficiency of only 47% in the state to 34% proficiency. African-American students dropped from only 10% math proficiency to 7%. 
Hispanic students dropped from only 15% math proficiency to 11%. And low-income kids that the schools measure if they're eligible for the school lunch program, their scores dropped from an already low 16% to 11%. So I think, yeah, it's just, it was horrific to begin with. As you, you know, I said, they were already low. Now they are outrageously bad and it's going to take years to play catch up. Yeah. I'm amazed that those, those numbers from before weren't a bigger headline that we were all talking about all the time. I mean, the, right. That, that's just, you can't have half your kids or more not meeting the already not very high standards. Exactly. What was also bad is before COVID in 2019, um, White students' reading proficiency was only at 45% in the state. African-Americans, 10%. Hispanic, 19%. Low-income students were only reading proficiency at 18%. So these were really, really bad numbers to begin with. Uh, and then obviously locking them down, we're seeing the, the, the uh, devastating effects. I there's a long road between here and uh, the 2024 presidential election and a lot of twists and turns and and uh, and and people's names we've never even heard of that are going to decide to run that could become rock stars, all that sort of stuff. But one thing that would be great about a Gavin Newsom, Ron DeSantis race is I think it would really end up being a national debate over two very different views of how to run your politics, your schools, your businesses, your your culture war, your everything. And uh, it, it it would be fun to have that torn apart at a very uh, you know, intricate level, all those different topics. Yeah, yeah it certainly would. Um, what's interesting is I think my next book needs to be uh, Cal- California's War Against Ron DeSantis, because um, that's certainly where our governor has his laser-like focus these days. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that shows us he's truly running for president. Um, but you are right. Uh, and and as you and, and Joe talk about... Um, our, our politics in the United States kind of almost being tribal. We're the Republican tribe or we're the Democrat tribe, and that's all we care about. Yeah, well, let me, I got to do the, the, the statistic yeah. of the day today that I keep repeating because yeah. it's just so freaking amazing. Um, uh, NBC News poll. Percentage of Americans who say the opposite party's agenda poses a threat that if not stopped will, quote, destroy America as we know it. It's 80 percent for Democrats and 80 percent for Republicans. So four out of five of everybody thinks the other party is out to destroy America. Well, if that's what you believe, obviously politics get pretty, first of all, front and center in our lives. And secondly, pretty vicious. Yeah, they do. I think that's what would make a DeSantis Newsom uh, race in in being observed in such a granular fashion as we would do certainly i don't yeah. the mainstream media would certainly root for newsom um but i think it would really show the country what's at stake um without being you know my guy's good your guy's bad uh i think i think these things that we're talking about right now you know our, our students test scores um you know homelessness florida versus california crime florida versus right. california it would really be a fascinating um, uh, breakdown. Here's my guess. You tell me whether you think this is right or not. I just think that Gavin Newsom has been surrounded by people. He was the mayor of San Francisco. He's been surrounded by people so far his direction for so long. 
he really is out of touch with mainstream America. There aren't near as many people in the country that want to uh, pay for uh, flying somebody in for an abortion or give health care to illegals as he thinks. You are absolutely right. Um, and, yeah, I've been covering him a long time. He uh, has been groomed by the San Francisco political cabal now for years for this. He thinks he's the heir apparent. Um, he is not well liked in the state capitol, I will tell you that. Uh, the Democrats don't like him and the Republicans don't like him. He's very imperious. And, i got to uh, ask you that. Why he, don't the Democrats in California like Gavin Newsom? He won't work with them. Mm. He issues edicts and orders and sends his staff to deal with them instead of, I mean, give the devil his due. Jerry Brown would sit down and hash out a budget with the Democrats and Republicans when the Republicans were allowed in the room. Um, but he would. He would meet with, um, you know, the, the leaders of both parties, of both houses. Uh, he was extremely accessible. And so this legislature was used to that. And, uh, yeah, Gavin Newsom is kind of ruling from the ivory tower well you mentioned uh, willie brown which reminded me of kamala harris for better or worse and uh so what is what is the relationship between gavin and kamala because i've had a couple of reporters on today we're talking about how like two days after the election because we'll have a day of results and then the 2024 race is on uh with the expectation that biden won't run again and kamala harris is the vice president but nobody so does gavin run against her what's their relationship you know, I think their relationship is uh, certainly in the media. It's like, a, you know, just friendly, you know, local rivals. I don't think any of these folks from San Francisco have a good relationship with anybody else. They all want power and control, and that's always their primary motive. Um, obviously, Kamala Harris showed us she would uh, get there by any means necessary. Yeah, that, that'll be something if you end up having the California govern, governor and a former California senator uh, really vying for the top, top spot there and how they'll go at each other. But, um, yes. uh, Katie Grimes, we appreciate your time. We really love your columns. We read you all the time. We quote you all the time. Thanks for coming on the show today. Appreciate it. Thanks very much, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how good for America it would be to have it such a California-centric conversation for the nation but i like pitting the california model against the florida model with you know how you handle small businesses how you handle taxes how you handle corporations like disney obviously how you handle the pandemic at every different level shut down whether schools or business like i i i I think that would be fantastic for the nation honestly to have to dig into each of those issues as a campaign rolled along and really get into the numbers because that hasn't happened yet. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. What is it I had? I got a good tease. Darn it, I had a good tease. It's not about the guy who fought off a grizzly bear successfully and then accidentally shot himself. It's not the woman who they found inside a python in some country that has pythons. You don't want that to happen. It was something else I was going to tease. I'll think of it. Do have the breaking news on the economy. If you haven't heard it, we'll hit you with that headline at least a little bit, among other things. What? Darn it. I was really excited about Oh, yeah, yeah. Number of people that are coming to work sick. Like Michael. Spreading the disease around. It's more than you think. Maybe you should be wearing a mask at work. All on the way. Stay here.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Everyone's waiting to see In London, Madame Tussauds' famous wax museum removed this figure of Ye. The Guardian reports workers took it to an archive room. As for Ye's music, you can still listen to it on Spotify. Its CEO told Reuters Ye's comments are just awful, but he says the streaming service will not remove the rapper's music unless his record label requests it. Boy, that's, I feel like that's a line to cross that the music streaming companies have to be careful of, and they probably know this too. Because if they, if Spotify, iHeart, Apple Music, whoever, if they yank Kanye for things he said, where do you stop? How do you play Michael Jackson music? You're going you're gonna to let the child molester music play, but... The guy who's, who just had said bad things, not beyond, not excusing the things he said, just, and man, how many musicians over the gazillion years have said and done bad things? I mean, so where are you going to draw the lines on whose character is good enough to play their music? That would be a, 
a can of worms to open right there. So I think that's one of the reasons Spotify's holding firm on the Kanye music. When's the last time we had a public meltdown to the level of Kanye? Tiger, you know, the Thanksgiving where we all found out that he wasn't the guy that he was and the tweet, the texts came out and his wife beat him up with the golf club and all that. That was pretty big. Um, Charlie Sheen. There was a period of time where we did a Charlie Sheen update like every day for a couple of weeks where he'd put out those crazy videos and all that different sort of stuff. And I was certain. I remember I remember saying one day uh, on a Friday that he won't live through the weekend. My bet is he's dead by the end of the weekend. He survived, and he seems to be okay by Charlie Sheen standards. Kanye Instagrammed out today, Hey, all, I lost $2 billion in one day. How was your week? He showed up at Skechers yesterday, unannounced, videoing himself. In theory, he was going to walk in and say, Hey, Skechers, I'm going to allow you to have the privilege of making my Yeezys, which would have made... Adidas, $250 million in profit just this year. And Skechers said, get the hell out of here. More or less let out by guards. I don't think any company is going to want to take him on. Although, man, that's a lot of money. You'd think somebody would give it a whirl. And this just came out. Kanye West's $15,000 a year private school. He had he had his own private school that he built. Did you know this? Called Donda Academy. I didn't know this until Alex just told me the last, how many albums, Alex? Couple like of two or three. Last two or three albums have been named after Donda, who is his mom who died unexpectedly, and he so he's, he's struggling with that, apparently. Anyway, his private school that he opened sent an email to parents announcing its closure effective immediately because of the fallout around the anti-Semitic remarks. So his, his world is crumbling hard. His wife divorced him. Yeah, it's rough. Guy's mentally ill, so... That's that. Oh, I was going to mention the economy thing before I get the people people coming to work and making you sick. The New York Times version of this story is the most sour version I've come across. Economic numbers came out today. Their headline, U.S. economy grew sluggishly in third quarter. Gross domestic product increased 0.6% after two quarters of decline. So as we all know, two quarters of decline normally called a recession. For a variety of reasons, the Biden administration made an economic argument that it wasn't a recession. Well, now we have growth. But according to the New York Times, that doesn't mean we're out of the woods at all. Slowing consumer spending and a rapidly weakening housing market mean the report will do little to ease fears of a looming recession. And then they go with this quote in the third paragraph of the New York Times story. The Wall Street Journal had a pretty rosy headline and story about how you know, things are turning around, blah, blah, blah. Ignore the headline number. Growth rates are slowing, says Michael Gapin, chief U.S. economist for Bank in America, quoted in the New York Times at the very top of the story. It wouldn't take much further slowing from here to tip the economy into recession. So why the New York Times is going with kind of a, you know, glass half empty view of these economic numbers as opposed to the opposite. I don't know, but there you go. That's that news for you. Oh, and the housing stuff. Here are the latest housing things to know. Uh, new home sales fell 10.9% month over month in September, 17.6% year over year. Mortgage applications dropped 42% year over year. And the 30-year fixed mortgage rate is now over 7%, 7.16, highest in over 20 years. And we know in November, the Fed's going to raise it three quarters of a point. So I'm thinking we're going to be at eight. 
I don't remember the last time we had 8% mortgage rates. Got to be back in the 90s. So that's that. Got a bunch of sick people around here. Executive producer is working from home today sick. Michelangelo was home sick. I was sick last week working from home. 62% of Americans admit going to work in person even while sick. In addition to the pressure from the ongoing pandemic, inflation, a surge of layoffs. Americans, it says here in the New York Post for some reason, especially people of color, are even more reluctant to take time off work when sick than they were a year ago. A new poll found that 41% always are often work while sick. I'm in that category. Uh, and 64% said taking a sick day would cause financial strain. So two-thirds polled said inflation has made them less likely to take a sick day. There you go. I do the same thing. I feel like, you know, you get sick a number of times a year, you're going to not show up every time you're sick. How would we get anything done? If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.